The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to this edition of Red Side of the Trent. This is your host, Adam Wicklow, speaking, bringing you this Sunday's preview to the Everton game. I'm happy to be joined by County Road Bobblers' very own Witch. How are you, mate? Are you well? Are you fit and healthy other than last night's result? <laughs> I don't know if I can describe myself as well at the moment or so far in the season. Adam, good to see you again. Only seems like yesterday we were speaking, um, such as this season so far. But uh, yeah, interesting. Um Certainly not too happy after last night, but uh, we move on. Yeah, both sides are coming off 4-0 defeats. Obviously, you yourselves played Villa as well at the weekend. You lost 2-0 at home. I just wanted to touch on those two games from an evident point of view because, obviously, I'm not going to watch a full 90 minutes. You only see what you see on highlights and match of the day and that sort of thing. But I wanted to take get your perspective of things. V- v- starting with Villa, I thought on match of the day, you actually really dominated until they happened to get a penalty in and take kind of a bit of control of that. What what more could you say about that, do you think? Yeah, it was a, it, look, it, it was a strange game, but it's something that our fan base are, are starting to, to realise that it's one thing controlling football games, uh, but if you can't put the ball in the net, then eventually it's going to come back and, and kick it up the backside. Um, and it's happening to us quite a lot at the moment. We're really, really struggling. Um, our goal expected goals and assists have gone up under Sean Dyche, um, so we are creating more chances. Um, the problem is the same issue in terms of we're not actually putting the ball in the net um, is it, it, really causing us problems at the moment. And Against Villa, it was the same thing. You know, he looked relatively comfortable. And we, we've always got that moment of badness in us, whether it's giving a penalty away, an individual error. And you almost feel at the moment, you know, as soon as you concede a goal, then you haven't got more than one goal in reply in your locker, if that. Um, so it, it becomes automatically very hard to come away with three points. 
I think we can definitely speak from the same point of view at, at the moment when we go a goal down, apart from weirdly enough recently against Man City and, and Bournemouth for, for more recent times. But touching on last night's obviously game where you have to pay about £70 to get legal access to Premier League football in this country and they don't show the two midweekers in, on, on Sky or BT or Amazon or whatever you want to get it unless you get it this uh, illegally kind of thing if you manage to do if you manage to watch the game last night which what 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 was your downfall obviously losing 4-0 is 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 big one but Arsenal were a good side but you beat them maybe two or three weeks ago what was the difference this time? Look um, you know I think home Form for us and and the, and having the fans behind the team is is a big compliment to Everton. Um, you know, I think it does definitely help the team. I think, I think it's four or five seasons since we've been beaten by Arsenal at home. We've always had a very good record at them, even under different managers when we've been struggling. Um, but uh, you know, I think there's no doubt they're a top side. You know, I think we obviously had to keep our concentration at times um, last night and certainly started off okay. Um, I think we made it hard. The game was quite bitty. Uh, I was actually watching it uh, on on a train but on a five and a half hour journey back from Swansea with work, where I've been for a couple of days. So <laughs> it wasn't exactly the most ideal settings to watch it. But yeah, saw the whole ninety minutes, and again, it was this, a similar kind of story. We had a couple of half chances, uh, and then I think we switched off. Sack got in between uh, our centre half and our full back. And a rather excellent finish, really, to put them 1 0 up. And straight away, I thought in my head, that's it, it's game over. Uh, and before we knew it, they got a second. And it, yeah, you might as well just threw the the white towel uh, in at that stage because I don't think we were ever coming back into the game. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's a massive difference between playing at home and, and playing away. We've really struggled on, on the road. Um, obviously, You've got to pick up points away as well. Um, we can't just rely on the home form because, as we've seen against Villa, um, you know we're a, a side that is struggling. So um, we're going to have to start picking up some points, and it, but it's hard to see where them points are coming from. To be honest with you, at the moment. Yeah, we can we can abide by that. I mean, I put a clip out from our last podcast where uh, one of uh, my mates who I do the podcast with, Lee, he I, I quote quoted him saying basically where. There was a question asked about where do you see any points coming on on the road from, and he pretty much said no. That he doesn't really see a lot of hope, and 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 it kind of exploded from there into into uh, into, into pandemonium. To be honest, on that on the Forest timeline, um, but I just want to reverse back to the summer when we when we met and we drew one one at Goodison, and I told you that Frank Lampard was not a very good football manager, and you kind of went, well, we'll give him a go, uh, and lo and behold, he got sacked. Um, yeah. What what went wrong under Frank Lampard overall? Uh, in in a few sentences, I think obviously you know it's a results game, isn't it? You know I think he had fans' favour. You know in terms of he managed to unite the fan base a little bit and give us a bit of hope from Rafa Benitez, who's not very well liked on on the blue side of Merseyside. <laughs> um, so it was almost anything but Rafa Benitez, which which was a good start for him. Um, but he just, he, he really struggled getting their results and, you know, the side looked less and less, less coached by the week. Um, Sean Sykes has come in and made us a little bit more organised. I don't think he's pulling up trees at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, ultimately the results cause him up uh, and there's only so much that kind of sentiments can stretch. You know, if you're not winning games of football, then inevitably you're going to lose your job. Premier League Football Club, um, you know, there's there's no time for sentiments and it, it's a cutthroat world, isn't it, at the top? So, yeah. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Has Deitch been in charge four games now, is it, or five? 
it was the fifth game uh, yeah. last night. So two yeah. wins, uh, three losses. Yeah. What what do you, what's what's he changed um, so far in in a short space of time? Obviously, it's it's a difficult job to go into in a and a massive club. Obviously, a lot bigger club than he's been used to. No disrespect to the likes of Burnley and and Watford, as you know, but it's it's big big shoes to fill there for for Sean Dyche. But one I feel like is kind of a good fit in terms of uh, characteristics and personality. I would I would thought. Look, I think he's he's worked. I think you're quite right. You know, I think at this current time we are struggling. Uh, we need someone to come in and stabilise that. You know, uh, what we have uh, obviously didn't have a lot of money in January. Salts, Andy Gordon for forty five million. The only Premier League ball team not to bring a transfer in. Um, so he's he's almost in, in a canoe. Um, against Riptide with no paddle at the moment, but he's he's managing to get results just off really being organised. Um, I think it's been. Crazy amount of games, like 14 weeks since we've won a game under, under Lampard at one stage. So the fact that he's managed to get six points in in his first five games is, is an upturn in form. Um, it, it is actually backed up by the stats. When you look at them, we are creating more. Um, last night was a worry because uh, we, you know, conceding four goals, we we've been relatively tight, but we looked like it was a floodgate open situation last night. And it could have been five or six at one stage. So I think it's just more organisation, working harder. Um, all kind of things that you know, if you were outside looking in, you'd expect to see us for like sides. But will that be enough? That's a big question mark. Yeah, how are you feeling uh, generally going into the th- last thirteen games of the season? Obviously, Forest aside, well, we can talk that about that in a little bit more detail. But how are you and the rest of the fan base? I mean, people are lapping up these uh, Everton spaces at the moment. I don't know if you've seen the latest one with, <laughs> from No No Context Everton, which has been making the rounds. And I've seen a lot of Forest fans saying, if if we obviously beat you on Sunday, it's going to implode on there. So, what what there's there's obviously probably two two sides of the coin as you as you will. But what's the genuine feeling of of going into these last thirteen? I think, look, I think your match day going Evertonians and, and Evertonians across the world. Astro, he was getting a bit of flack there. Good good friends of Astro, Nick. Uh, he's a top blue and I don't think it matters where you are in the world. You, you know, you're an Evertonian and Evertonian. It doesn't give you any more right to be better because you're from a certain place and or you're around the corner from the stadium. So I just want to say that first about that out of context <laughs> clip that was going around. But you, look, I, I, I think that, you know, we are worried. Um, I think that our, our board of directors have, have let this football club down. Uh, I think they let us down again in January, um, mm. as I mentioned before, about not really giving Sean Dyke what he needed, actually weakening the side as opposed to strengthening it. Um, I, I think, you know, you've only got to look at the results. People keep saying we need five more wins to stay up. It was five wins in 18, and then it was 17 and 16, and, and you know, that clock's ticking down a week at yeah. a time. Um, and we're still, you know, talking about trying to get five wins. So will we get them? I don't know. Um is Sean Dyche the messiah? Definitely not. Is he an okay football manager? Yes. But will that be enough? Again, I, I just don't know. And I, I'm really struggling at the moment to see where the light is. It's almost like I'm blindfolded and just, just hoping that something falls in our favour and we, we start picking up points from somewhere. Yeah. I've I've got a bit of a, a difficult question. It might be quite hard to answer, so forgive me if, if it is. But in in the end, if you do stay up, what, what, what's that thing that will potentially keep you up in this division? Uh, I think we need a competence um, boards of directors, uh, one that's forward thinking. Uh, you know, we've got Bill Ken right now. He's He's been a football club for a considerable length of time, but he's our most unsuccessful chairman in the club's history, approaching 80. Um, 
by, by all accounts, you know, is very archaic in the, in the way he views football. Um, you know, I think time waits for no man. You know, I think we, we need to totally re-energise the club and, and that has to happen at the top. There has to be a fundamental culture change at the football club to move forward. Uh, obviously, that then has to be reflected on the football pitch and we need to invest. You know, we've seen two sides here, you know, Forrest on one end of the spectrum and then we've got Everton, almost the opposite ends in January of not buying any players or bringing any any additions. We need to re-energise the club on and off the pitch, um, but we certainly need to invest in that forward line. We've been reliant on Dominic Calvert-Lewin, whose injury records has a lot to be desired. Look, it's not his fault. He was put under duress last season to play um, under Rafa Benitez and, and picked up quite a serious injury. Um, and we're now seeing the after effects of that. But we knew this in the summer. We knew it again in January. And we're still in the same position four weeks on from 60 minutes against Arsenal. And it's kind of how long a piece of string, whether he's going to be back for Forest, we don't know. Um, but he's our only glimmer of hope because he's the only one really in that forward line that adds quality so I think we need to invest heavily uh, on the playing side and bring in some expertise at board level as well Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home advantage of McDelivery you win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery free and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reese off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries. Good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on, it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reese spelled R-E-I-S-S-N-F-F-C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. If you do, if you do go and this on the opposite, if you do go down, other other than like the probably the board, board management there, what's going to send you down ultimately? Is it your home form, away form, or just simply not scoring enough weight, uh, not simply enough scoring enough goals? Probably similar to to our situation if we do if we go down ourselves. Yeah, you'll probably listen to this and think, you know, it's not too dissimilar, but I think we've got got to improve all over the pitch. We're not scoring enough goals, we're not scoring any goals at times. You know, I think um, we're not looking difficult to beat. Um, so, you know, them two things tied in together uh, are never a good mix. Look, we've got some quality there. You know, Anana um, has looked fantastic in some games, you know, certainly the Arsenal at home game, but we just don't seem to be able to, to find a side that can offer any form of consistency. And in the Premier League, consistency can get you mid-table. Um, but I think, similar to Forrest and, and and maybe West Ham and a few other teams that are knocking around Bournemouth and so, we're just inconsistent. We we, we can't put a, a string of results together. Uh, and, and actually, it's not unlucky where we are. Um, we are where we are because it's reflective of a team that's been poor. 
Um, so I, I don't, you know, I'm not one of these fans who says, "Oh, we've been really unlucky or whatever." No, we're we're here because we deserve to be here, and that's why we're we're struggling so much. I mean, that's a fair fair assessment, I guess. Um, what have you made of Forest so far this season? Obviously, since we met back in August, I believe it was. You know, I I I looked at obviously the amount of players that you signed, and I kind of have been there on the machine when we. we had an influx of signings and spent a ridiculous amount of money. It was, and I, I actually thought that you may struggle a bit more than you have um, because it's a hard task to try and glue so many individual players from you know different corners of the world into a side almost overnight. Um, but I did think you know if you can find an eleven that suits you, um, you know that you have got quality there. Morgan Gibbs White, obviously a very talented football player. Uh, you know I think he's been very good when I've seen him uh, play for you. Uh, you know, he certainly can be the difference maker. Uh, you know, Forrest are a likeable side. You know, anyone that, that has got a liking for the heritage of English football likes Nottingham Forest. So, you know, I don't want to see Everton go down, but, you know, <laughs> also, if you know, if, if it was coming down to, to, to other clubs to go down, I wouldn't necessarily choose Nottingham Forest either. You know, I think mm. if they manage to stay up this season, then I think they'd be able to kick on again. Um, but that first season is always a difficult one. And they're not doing too badly. You just almost need that consistency like I mentioned uh, with Everton yeah definitely I mean we've got a pretty good home record at the moment for where eight games unbeaten uh, um, Sean Dash and Ian Wona are probably the uh, probably the most seen manager managerial pair at the city ground I would say I think they pretty much had season tickets before they they went in at Everton <laughs> where, where do you think they'll look look to exploit Forrest if 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 you've if any look I think Forrest are you know, when I've seen them, they are conceding chances. Um, you know, I think that obviously you've had a few injuries at centre back. Uh, you have obviously strengthened there as well, but you've you've had you know certainly been weakened in that position. So we're going to need a lot of chances to put one in. Um, you know, because we're not converting them half chances. Um, so I, 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 look, I think Sean Dyche is going to have to move away from his principles slightly because he's going to have to try and find a way to get goals and sitting back absorbing pressure it's all, all well and good but if, it, if you don't score goals you're not going to get three points uh, and we need we need a lot of three points in this tail end of the season so he's going to have to he's going to have to try and attack teams and I think we're going to have to try that against Forrest um, sitting back is just not going to to get us to where we need to be um, so we need to, to look at Forrest and, and probably think right let's have a go let's try and get bodies in the box and get a couple of chances and if we can go one up um, we're probably then going to have to retreat back in our own half and, <laughs> and hope that we can hold on to it. Yeah. Equally, where can Forrest exploit Everton this season? I mean, I've seen someone mention about the, the back format being the most mobile. I mean, Seamus Coleman's been going for about 30 years, I think. And then you've got James Tarkovsky and Connor Cody there. Mikhailenko, I don't really know too much about, but he's probably the the sprightly one out of the four, I'd say. Yeah, you, you're spot on. We, you know, I think most people can see outside looking in. You know, there's not a lot of pace in that back line. Uh, it's been a big call for Cozy to be dropped um, from some fans, um, and, and and he did do against Arsenal. And Michael Keane came in. Someone obviously who Sean Dyche is, you know, someone who, who's played under Sean Dyche at Burnley, and he wasn't much better. Um, our best defender, Gerald Mina, uh, hasn't really played at all. Been really unreliable in terms of injuries, uh, but he, you know, he's at least very physically dominant. I don't know if Sean Dyche fancies him. His contract's up in the summer and he's on a lot of money. 
So I think he's gone with what he feels is safe, but sometimes what is safe is not necessarily the best route. Um, so, but Ben Godfrey, to be honest with you, um, again, it's weird. If we could combine some of these defenders, we'd probably have a, a world-class defender. Ben Godfrey's <laughs> got electric place. He's explosive. He he was out for some time, but he's a he's a you know he was he was on the the verge of getting in the England squad at one stage. He's kind of been knocking on the door from the background there as well. But again. <laughs> He switches off uh, in the box, tends to ball watch a bit, you know, and we almost need a bit of experience, you know, because he's a bit wet behind the ears. But at the same time, we can't afford to give him that time at the moment because of where we are. So, sorry, it's a bit of a long answer. But, yeah, I think that, that, that you know, we are rough at that back um, line in terms of pace. I think if you can get the ball forward quickly and get it behind us, then you'll exploit us. Uh, and, and as you quite rightly point out, um, Seamus Coleman, we're still reliant on him uh, with the injury to Nathan Patterson. Um, so, you know, him playing at the moment is definitely a vulnerability for us. Um, he could play one game every now and then, but playing every single week, the rigours of the Premier League, I think we've probably seen that against Arsenal and he's probably going to have to start again at the weekends, which, yeah, you, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it as a Forest fan, you'd be fa- you fancy any chances down them sides. I mean, Ashley Young did pretty well against us, and he's about forty. So, I've, I mean, <laughs> I mean, take that as what you will. But I mean, Yerry Mean has probably been terrified since they got cornered by a load of Evertonians in that street after the game. I can't remember what game it was, but he was getting shouted at by an angry Evertonian, and I don't know if he understood him very well or not. <laughs> I think he's yeah, probably been it, scarred for life, to be honest. <laughs> it was the South, Southampton game, yeah. He was. He, oh yes, you did. You lost yeah. that game, didn't you? To the worst yeah. team I've seen in this this division, but you know. Uh, it is what it is. Everyone can beat everyone on their day, can't they? I I just wanted to ask you: Is this a must win for Everton, or is it just a must not lose? Look, I think it's a must not lose. Um, I think at the moment we can't can't expect to win away because we, we're just not. You know, I'd love to be surprised, but like I said, goals is a big issue. Um, so I think uh, it's a case of trying to get that one goal and, and trying to hold on to a lead and and. and you know, I've come away with one point or or, or hope that Forrest have a, a bad day in front of goal. And I think that's that's where we're at. Yeah. You said to me back in August, you're only three games away from a crisis, which I think is very true. And obviously, if we beat you on Sunday, that's three, three games on the spin that you've lost. Would that put you in back in that crisis? And would you probably start to start looking up to away trips to Preston and 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 uh, Plymouth and <laughs> what have you? Yeah, I, I, look, I, I think that, you know, that Sean Deitch was the last player of the hands, if you like. Um, you know, he's obviously been brought in now. Um, there'd be no, there'd be just no motivation to, to, to move him on and bring anyone else in. Uh, they're going to have to knuckle down. We're going to have bad weeks. You know, that might be three or four bad weeks, but either way, the, the, there's no way they can make another change now. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm almost I think we've been the longest top flight team in the division. You know, I heard that today mentions and I really don't want to be going down to the championship, um, especially with our financial position. Um so it shudders me to think about that. That's a possibility to be honest with you, but it's gotta be real to me. It's it is a possibility. I mean, especially if you go down with that new shiny stadium. <laughs> I think that will that will struggle to sell out, to be honest, in the championship. Well, I don't know. It might not be because because Evertonians are pretty loyal fan base, in in all honesty. So, who, who knows? But yeah. um, who who in the Everton ranks are you kind of looking to to have that bit of magic and almost try and do something out of nothing, as you will? Maybe someone that Forest have to kind of keep their eye on on Saturday to to keep quiet. 
for me, Dominic Carver. Yeah, for me, it'd be yeah. Dominic Carver Lewin or Damari Gray, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Gray's not really been playing. Um, he, he's Taich wants people who are track back, and Gray, you know, he, for all he, he's got good going one way, he doesn't really do what Taich has been asking of him. So, I think it will be Calvin Lewin. A lot's going to hinge on 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 him coming back and and representing that form. Where <clears throat> I think he hit thirty over a couple of seasons, over the two seasons. Um, um, he's a double figure striker. Uh, you know, he's, he, he he transforms our side in terms of offering something different up front and brings other people into the game. Once he hasn't, we haven't got him. Mope, even though Sims is six foot two, he's not that way inclined. He's not really someone to hold the centre half off. So, I think Calvert Lewin is literally the key to his surviving or not. And at the moment, uh, you know that he's injured more than he's fit. So. Literally sort of toss a coin and let's see where it lands, and that that's where I'm at at the moment. To be honest with you, who who do you look at from a Forest point of view of, as someone that you're quite fearful of when they get on the ball? Is it is it someone like Morgan Gibbs White or or a Brennan Johnson or someone completely left field that I've not thought of? Yeah, no, I think Morgan Gibbs White. I think he's an excellent player. He's pacey. He, he's everything that we're lacking. You know, he's direct, pacey. He's not afraid to to have a go. Um, Brennan Johnson, like you say, you know. He's a player that can spark a bit of magic and score out in nothing. You know, very competent on both feet. Um, so I think either one of them, I think we should be worried about. You know, and again, you know, if I was Forrest, I'd almost not be worried about Everton and concentrate concentrate on just getting two goals. And if you score two goals, you you're probably home safe and dry because we're not we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna get two or very unlikely two. Yeah, and then just last of all, which um, what's your lineup prediction or what 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 would you go for if you was in Sean Dice's shoes and and a score prediction as well. Yeah, look, it's, he's going to have to change it around. He's going to have to move away from the principles. So if it was me, obviously Pickford and goal goes what's same for us. Um, uh, probably go with Ben Godfrey at right back. Add uh, a bit of pace down that side and just strengthen us up a bit. Um, there's been a few calls for that. I'd probably do that now. Uh, Yeri Mina, Tarkowski. Uh, I'd probably stick with Mikhailenko where he's getting a bit of flack at the moment. But I think he, you know, he's relatively do a jo- okay job in, in a flat back four uh, if we can stabilise the centre. Anana and uh, James Garner I'd actually bring back in because he's I think he's now played two behind you know uh, games for the under 23s. We need someone who's a bit slicker on the ball and a bit busier. So I'd be tempted because it's Forrest as well to bring him back in there um, next to Anana and just, just try and improve um, certainly our crossing. McNeil and and um, uh, McNeil and Awobi, he, he seems to be set on playing both of them wide players now, so I think they'll play whatever. And it all depends if Calvert Lewin's fit. If Calvert Lewin's fit, which we kind of were guessing at the moment, Sean Tyche didn't really give us an answer either way. He hinted he could be. I'd probably go with Calvert Lewin and Mope up front. A little and large. You know, Mope's been poor, but he's not really had anyone to lead that line or knock it down for him. Uh, and if he's not, I'd probably try and throw Damari Gray as the second striker um, and, and play. Gonna have to go with Mope up front by himself, which is a struggle, but we haven't got much options. What's your score prediction then as well, which? 2-1 Forest. Oh, well, I think that's you're the first one to say that we'll, we'll beat you, but I mean, I'll take it because <laughs> that'll put us seven points clear of yourselves and, and is in a much comfier, comfier position. I mean, people are saying that this is a massive pressure game for Forest, especially at home because we're so, so bad away. It, it just piling on the pressure but thank you very much which if people want to catch your 
podcast where can they go to listen to that yeah cheers for that uh, adam it's uh c bobblers at uh, sorry at c bobblers 1878 county road bobblers on twitter lovely stuff and we'll hopefully get a i, I would wish you luck but i would never mean it so <laughs> yeah but, um, until next time we'll catch you on monday for the review of the everton game come on you reds just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter you know, use the forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.